So, Gillian, do you want to start? Yes. Hello, the new people. I'm Gillian, and um, my week has been very fast moving and very busy. I've enrolled into many Zoom projects, events, um, because because I can. I think in the yeah. real world, I'd reject some of them. But, for example, I was talking to someone about the singing one that I do. It's so awful. But you know what? I can sing. The neighbours must think I'm a crackers, but that's fine. So, yeah, <laughs> week went by. Great. Um, Malcolm. Uh, yes, I mean, I'd like to, um, <laughs> I'd like to agree with Gillian. Uh, she is crackers. Anyway, I'm Malcolm. Um, and um, and what's my week been like? Well, my week has been not bad, really. In between, I've had good day, bad day, boring day, very good day, very good day. Um, so that's that's not a bad average, really. Um, and my best thing that's happened happened um, was that I rediscovered uh, uh, the garden uh, that really is, is at my disposal with my with my neighbours. Um, and that was uh, totally redone uh, uh, last year. I, I never really had a great interest in, in working in gardens. Um, I just like looking at them and being a lazy git, really, and enjoying them. But what's happened is that it started off uh, uh, an event for me. Uh, and it, it taught me into me, to cut it short, it taught me into both enjoying the garden a lot of sniffing and a lot of looking and more time spent in there than I would normally have and that took me into starting some exercises and that's taken off quite well for me really as I say as I'm as I'm a, a lazy man um, so I set myself a, a very small goal oh look it's that it's that lovely woman from round down the road <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Antonio, don't let it go to your head, girl. You know, it's the last time I'm going to say that. <laughs> I was only born. Amma, good afternoon. Hiya. Hiya. See you, Antonio. <laughs> Hi. Gillian. Hello there, Antonio. Mr. Malcolm and uh, Lucia. Excuse me. <laughs> not so much of the mister. And um, Zoria. <laughs> Uh, and Stephanie, good afternoon. Bonjour tout le monde. Bonjour, Bonjour. Antonia. <laughs> um, we're just going round um, and introducing ourselves and having a bit of a check-in. So um, oh, I'm just going to oh, keep. You on? I'm just going to keep going. Uh, Stephanie, do you want to just introduce yourself? Tell us where you are and how things are going. Just a bit about yourself, because um, this is your first time on this show. Thanks for having me, everyone. Um, my name is Steph. I live in Walthamstow. I'm a friend of Lucia. And this week, uh, um, it's been a lovely way to, at a safe distance, uh, deliver food parcels to people's houses and seeing their smile. Um, so that's been my week, I think, mostly. Arguing with my partner a little bit, which I guess is normal. <laughs> Half of the course. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, yeah, it's been... They, they, they're taking it day at a time, basically. Yeah. So, Gillian and you are quite close geographically, uh, I think. You're you're in Walthamstow, aren't you, Gillian? No. Where are you again? No. 
Leytonstone. Edge of Forest Gate and Leytonstone. Uh, Leytonstone okay. um, area, but uh, Leytonstone Borough. More than Forest Borough, but mm -hmm. Forest Gate postcode. Okay. Best of both worlds. Right, right, right. Um, one so far away. <laughs> Not that far. Yes, yeah. In many ways. In all many right, ways. All right. Um, Hyacinth, do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us how you've been doing? Yeah, um, my name's Hyacinth. Um, I've had a really good week this week, actually. I've cut down the summer up to Peterborough, and we do about six hours masterminding, and I had to do it on Zoom, which was a task, actually, just sitting down, not being able to get up much. But, um, yeah, I think I feel like that set me up for the week because I was really missing. That was the main thing I just thought, if I can't go to nothing else, I need to be able to do that because I do that monthly anyway. Um, yeah, so the rest of the week has been good. It's the second week of school holiday. So Monday I'm back to do, being a full-time teacher again anyway on top of all my work. So I've just been enjoying saying, stuff the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah interesting challenge having to juggle like work and teaching and life all at once yeah can't be easy um amar so yeah how are you doing not too bad um i guess mild mild frustration has been settling settling in the last week or two uh it was great coming out of the blocks doing lots of different things i do lots of different things generally but i was trying to start learning spanish every day on, on an app and yoga off another app and all, all that business it was just yeah this week the end of this week has got a bit tedious it's like i want to actually not be good i'd quite like to go off and have some mischief <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> have you found have you found some ways of uh mis having mischief at home uh, <laughs> not really no, no, maybe, no. maybe playing games with my house <laughs> each other up a bit yeah. Mark, don't go he's, there, man. he's a don't sweetheart, so it's quite hard to do that. I feel quite guilty doing that. But, no, yeah. no, no. Make mischief, but just don't feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, besides that, just pitching a couple of things, getting a few answers back from editors, which is unusual considering the times we're going through at the moment. So, yeah, just trying to crack on with work, uh, even though it's more quiet than usual as it is for a lot of other freelancers and a lot of other people generally. And yeah, a bit of bad news a couple of weeks ago. My, my uncle passed away quite suddenly from the, the virus, which will happen no. very suddenly. Oh. Um, so I've been trying to work out how to handle that in a way because I don't, I, we don't really know each other that well. I mean, there was a point up to 14 where I think I was seeing him every other month uh, on my dad's side. And then, yeah, we had a gap. And then when my mother got ill and passed away, my brother passed away last year, we started seeing each other at funerals. and all of our business and my my dad was ill quite badly last year and the year before that so we'd see each other in hospitals and he was always there being wheeled in on, on his uh, his armchair uh, in his wheelchair and it was nice for him just to be there to reconnect with him so i had happy memories of the last time i saw him but it's all quite strange and hard to process yeah. hmm. and unfortunately that side of the family is is my cousin who was basically his 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 daughter or rather he was his her second uh, father has taken it all very very badly so she's not really speaking at the moment to anybody and it's quite hard mm. to not get closure um, but just to have yeah feel as though you're 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 comforting one another or you're just being there yeah. for one another which is your natural instinct that's what you want to do so yeah that's been uh, like a uh, and where where are they based the... uh, guildford right okay 
yeah so impossible really to yeah no i mean just space and time i said to my uncle the other day we, i would be over there in, in a in a shot you know that's that's how we handle things that's how families handle things but particularly with hindu families uh, not that i'm hindu by 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 by, by the the rituals and the traditions mm. you'd be there uh, you'd be going over to each other's houses mm -hmm. and yeah okay thank you um donald do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us how your week's been uh i live at manor house i'm uh i'm now enjoying my early retirement uh, i'm a i'm a dance theater etc critic and a dramaturg and a performer and blah 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 and i'm not doing any of that now except for myself at home. I'm performing for my partner every day. I get him to laugh. That's, the, <laughs> that's, my, uh, that's my academy is, is getting him to laugh. Um, uh, the week has been pretty good. I have masses and masses and masses of paper and stuff, and it's painstaking to go through it, but I've been talking about wanting to do this for years. So in a way, thanks, Virus, for giving me the time. <laughs> Uh, I'm also currently, because uh, I'm the judge for the Theatre Book Prize, and I'm enjoying doing, there were like 45 books that I, had, I meant to be reading before May 5th. I've done about 25 of them, but I've realized it's a kind of education, um, self-taught, self just reading about theatre and stuff I didn't know, ideally, and insights that I've had. So I've enjoyed that. There are now Goslings in Finsbury Park. Uh, once uh, trio and uh, another quartet, and I just I'm so happy to see them. It's the uh, they, three days ago is when they when I first saw them. So now I make it a point not only to see the four ducks that I go visit every day, but the goslings as well as the trees. So that's an absolute joy. And Malcolm about gardens. I, I was thinking yeah. there's also sniffing, but touching. There's a lot of touching and tactile. You know, if you if we can't, right. well, you can touch trees and you can t touch. No, uh, yeah, I remember trees. you mentioning last week, weren't you? You were cuddling trees, weren't you? Or kissing them, or something like that. I know, I know it was something rather intimate. <laughs> Intimacy is quite important. And yeah, uh, uh, I, I just before I, I joined this meeting, I came across all these creative skills that people around the world are offering, like learning languages and setting up websites and just a whole plethora of stuff, you know, for, for, because they want to make some income. And I just thought that was interesting. I'd love to hear you sing, Gillian. Just thought oh, I'd would you now? <laughs> yeah. Your day will come. <laughs> I'm books for December. <laughs> it's Panto, is it, Gillian? Oh, I'll get you later, mate. Oh, right. <laughs> Can we thank Donald for the list of um, internet? Yeah. Um, Did anyone manage to um, yeah, see any any yeah. art on any any of that stuff? Yeah, and definitely mm -hmm. push it on to other people as well. Thank you. And last week, um, yes, I think it was Lawrence who said he wasn't very interested in in national theatre, and I can understand that because it's the mainstream, etc. But I watched the Jane Eyre that. Um, Sally Cookson directed, and it was absolutely stunning. I mean, it is available, you know, generally, because I think it was shot in 2013, but it's so, in every single department, 
uh, it's engrossing and riveting and beautifully done. And I, I, things are, you know, little things are making me tear up and cry. And I certainly did cry during that two or three times. Um, so yes, the emotional side of stuff. And and Amar, you know, the the uh, the whole thing about death and grief. I've got a friend who, for the even before all this virus stuff started, um, she is really keen to make a dance theater piece about about death as de with death as the theme. I, I I think it's got something like called it's called the working title is I'm not. Uh, oh, it's got something to do with I'm not dead, I'm only sleeping or something right. like that. But I wonder what kind of work she's going to make. And she has, uh, the reason I mention her too is because sometimes I feel, despite all this stuff I want to do, I feel very under-motivated and, and that's okay too. Yeah. But um, I'm, I, she's absolutely tireless, tireless in applying to different funding bodies for studio space and extra money and because this is a, you know thousands of pounds, 35, 80,000. She's throwing these figures out just because she wants to be in a room making something with people. So, you know, mm -hmm. all that stuff is rattling around in my head and, and how she wants to be creative on a, on a, on a very sensitive, necessary, timely topic. Yeah, it's definitely something that needs to be explored. There's a huge taboo over the, the topic. I mean, they, I've, I've noticed more people starting to talk about it uh, in, in many different contexts, everything from podcasts. I think Grief, Griefcast is quite a, mm. uh, a popular podcast, uh, which is basically comedians and the like talking about the subject of grief in a very illuminating and obviously in some cases humorous way. Uh, and that opens yeah. for discussion. Yeah, I so wonder really if good. there are Zoom death cafes at the moment. That would be an interesting... Yes, there are. There are, there, right. Yes, there is. Yeah, I mean, I've been going to death cafes for a, for a number of years now. But are there, are there virtual yes. ones now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. Great. Um, so we'll keep going round. Um, Leona, how are you doing? Do you want to introduce... We can't see you, but do you want to just... Yeah. ...say hi and... Tell us can where you, hear you me are. Though? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Hear you. Okay, good. All right. So I just wanted to make sure everyone could hear me. Oh, hi, everyone. I'm Leona. Um, I'm in. Oh, hi, Leona. I know some of you, but some of you I don't. I will have a photo up hopefully in the next one. I'll use another device, but I was sort of running a bit late today. Um, what do I do? Where am I? Um, so I'm in St Albans in uh, Hertfordshire, so I'm not based in London per se. I haven't been in the call for the last couple of weeks as uh, there's been lots happening on the uh, work front. I'm officially the artist, um, the former artist known as the Community Radio Operations Manager. I've um, been given um, my last sort of day, which is the 1st of May. I think when we last spoke, um, that was something that was on the cards that the community station I'm working for is uh, rapidly running out of money. So I will uh, no longer have a position. So that's been something I've been expecting. But I think when the reality of it hit me about a week ago, it was the first time I felt really flat. Um, this whole time um, but then I guess over Easter I just completely checked out I didn't look at really any social media or work or anything like that and I sort of felt a bit recharged to be honest mm. it was the first time I just laid in the sun and felt completely guilt-free so now I've sort of flipped out of this mode of where I've been just doing and deciding all the time to just actually going back and creative creating things if that makes sense so now mm. I'm actually doing a lot more um I guess, production-based stuff, so I feel a bit more like I'm expressing myself as opposed to just sort of always having to think about making decisions. So that's been a little bit liberating 
amidst um, the change. Right. Thank you. Um, Antonia, do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us how you've been doing this week? Uh, I'm Antonia. I'm based at Clapton in Hackney. Um, this week I've been, I've been trying to know more about my spiritual side because mm. this, this thing, I know we don't talk too much about, about religion and, and politics on this, but everything that has been happening is based on those two things. Mm. We talk mm. about grief, we talk about how the government has handled all over the world, how they've handled coronavirus. So uh, it's, it's inevitable that we should be talking about something like that. It's not about ramming religion. It's not about telling people how to live their lives. This is something that is much more bigger than all, our, all of us. It has, everybody is in it. And the things that we can give us answers, we're not, we're not dealing with them. We're not dealing with grief because people cannot go out and do any. Ama said that, that at, when something like that happens, the house is full of it. I, I, in my culture, it's the same thing. People come in and go, go. Even when the person is buried, they still come in and should pay their respect. Nothing of this is happening. Mm. We cannot, we cannot, you know, negate that part of life because it's mm. inevitable. That is one. And, and government are doing things. Now it's transferring that they, are, they know about some things which they didn't do. Like old people, they go in hospital with a little sore in their leg and they come out with coronavirus and mm -hmm. you put them back into into uh, 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 where they are living and they infect all other people and they drop like flies. Why are we not talking about that? Why are we not discussing it? Because mm. it will not go away. That, mm. You see, today I didn't feel like coming, you know, I don't want to be a party pooper. We cannot put things in the closet and say we are not going to deal with it because it's glaring us in, in the face. We have to, we cannot, you know, keep it bottled up or something because, you see, the headspace, we're not managing properly. And it's going to, to really blow on our face if we do not prepare ourselves for this, the, what is going to come after this virus. I'm not a, 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 a doom bringer, but it is the fact. We're not doing anything. We're just coming and saying, yes, it's good. But we should seriously think about what I am saying, that it, we have to discuss, even if it's going to give ourselves some peace and hope for the future. Because this, you want to tell me that people didn't know or, you know about it, and they, they kept it from the masses, and we say we're not talking about politics that people who are old have been left to die because of some incompetence of some people. We, let us face it. We have to speak about the reality of life, not about just going on the hedges and talking about something which is not going to change lives. 
because the future is going to change totally with what has happened. You know, economically, everything, society is going to change and not only for United Kingdom, for the whole wide world. That's my take yeah, on it. That's for sure. Um, okay, we'll come back to that. Thanks, Antonia. Mm -hmm. um, Jamie, do you want to just um, say who you are, uh, where you're at? Hi, everyone. I, I think I know everyone apart from Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see everyone again. Hi. Um, hi. Hi, Malcolm. Malcolm's <laughs> just downstairs from me. Um, uh, firstly, Amar, listen, I, I'm really, really sorry to hear about your uncle. Thanks. Thanks, Jay. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and great that you can mention it here, actually. It's sort of, I don't know, it just, I, I think that's a really sort of positive step just to be able to share with sort of relative strangers. I know we can see each other's faces. I don't know how many people you've actually met in this group, but I don't know. It just means quite a lot that you can sort of share something, something as sort of as, um, as seismic and important as. Yeah, as I'm not really, so, um, I'm just not really someone to, to ignore things. I, I tend to deal with things quite head on. Uh, I think that can be difficult for other people to understand, uh, whether they're friends or family or, or whoever. But yeah, it's, yeah. You know, I, I just I've had enough experience of this now to realise that I can't really yeah. run, run from it. Just got to yeah, you have yeah. to find some way through it. You don't get over things like this. You just you find a way through it. Yeah. and I think Absolutely. you have to. I think you have to. I think you have to do it head on, and you have to find the people that you can talk to about it because mm. just sort of stifling it and sitting on it for the sake of not. I don't know, putting people in an uncomfortable situation is only doing yourself out of the potential to connect with people and, and tell them about it. So, you know, yeah, I, I, it may seem odd, but thank you, honestly, for, for saying that. Um, uh, I, um, so, Stephanie, I'm, I'm a filmmaker. I'm a, I'm, I make documentaries. And luckily, weirdly, this week, I have actually been, I've been working. I've been filming, um, uh, would you believe, in a zoo. Um, so, um, I mean, the big story at the zoo this week, it's, it's not far from you, Leona, actually. It's um, Whipsnade. Oh, yeah, I know it. In Dunstable. Yes, the one. Yeah. yeah. Massive. 600 acres. I mean, I can't tell you how many animals there are. Um, I think the, the, the headline is Rhino, sorry, Sizzle the Rhino <laughs> is, having, is having trouble getting it up. <laughs> 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 I wasn't expecting that. I, I know this is big news. This is big news. But he, but he, he, he's, um, he's, he's a white rhino, and they're trying to they're trying to get him to breed. Um, uh, yeah, those white uh, rhinos—they're all the same. <laughs> well, apparently he's really frisky. He's really frisky, and the ladies that he's been with, he's been with for too long, and they don't—they're not into sizzle anymore. So they oh. sort of run away from them. Sizzle's running after them. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just not God. happening. But just not oh. happening for poor old Sizzle. And they were going to bring in some new females for him to breed with, but that's all on lockdown because of COVID. Oh, oh God, I empathise with Sizzle. I really do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Malcolm, don't empathise too much because he was. <laughs> okay, okay. Just bear with me and, and forgive me. Forgive me for saying this because this is this is. Maybe Please. not. You might need to edit the record on this, um, Lucia. But but um, he suffered whilst whilst attempting to have sex with one of the ladies. He did suffer a prolapsed anus. Oh, oh wow! Oh my word! Uh, well, it, that's that's close, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> but, well, speak um, for yeah, yourself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
so so that's that's my week Brilliant. wow okay can I, can I say something uh, yes, uh, please. regarding Jamie and, and what I'd said at the beginning of this, and that is the, about the garden, um, that, that I've, I found a few things which I'd sort of rediscovered. Um, Sunday, Easter Sunday, uh, was the best day I've had for a couple of weeks, and it was that both Jamie, oh, Jamie and Amy are my upstairs neighbours, for other people that don't know, um, and they decided to make... Um, uh, Easter Sunday, almost like a banquet in the garden. I mean, Aww. they just cooked lots and lots of things. We had a great time. There were loads to drink, uh, not me, of course, um, and invited the up downstairs neighbours into the garden, and I was in the garden, and we just had, I, I mean, a, a lovely, lovely time. Mm. It was really great. I think it lifted all of us, really. Um, mm. And the amazing thing about it, apart from enjoying the food and the company, uh, was the fact that the social distancing was really weird because ultimately it made it better than normal because you could talk with different people without mm. crossing over people because you were at a distance. So you could have two or three conversations going on without interfering with each other. And then you could all, I mean, it was just, it was just lovely. It was a lovely, lovely afternoon. So, um, I how, have how, to say that Malcolm did a heck of a quiz. Oh, oh right. Oh, yes. Heck oh, of yes. a quiz. Yeah. Well, that was my contribution. I didn't, you know, contribute as usual, anything other good. than my presence, which is normally good. wonderful, I know. But, <laughs> but it was a great, it was a great afternoon in terms of, you know, not just, not just the food and wine, but just for the spirits, really. I mean, just at this particular time, it was the sort of day I seldom have, even when there isn't a, a, a pandemic going on. Oh, really nice and great of them to bother. So, so maybe nice something one. to do more in the future. So maybe it started a tradition, Jamie. Is this what mm. you could do with your building? Yeah, it, yeah, it's... it's uh... Well, I mean, it's things like this as well, you know, just having, um, we'll get you all around to the garden when this finishes. Yeah, I was wondering where my invite was, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we have, you know, um, it was, it was really, yeah, it was lovely. It was, uh, it was a, a beautiful sunny day and we've got enough space on some decking uh, with a table. Uh, and the neighbours brought a table out, so we had a sort of massive square table. So we were, as Malcolm says, we were like, all the goods from two and a half meters apart, which was kind of odd in some ways, but yeah, it did mean that you could you could have sort of quite sort of civil conversations, I guess, and no one got too, you know, hunkered down and squashed together. We, we all kind of shared the shared the chat. So I'm glad you liked it, Malcolm. I'm yeah, sorry. I, yeah, sorry, Malcolm. No, no, no. no. I was going to say I'm, I'm I'm envious because I literally haven't spoken to a single neighbour since this all started. Mm. I haven't seen a neighbour. Like they're all behind closed doors, <coughs> and I guess we're on kind of different time sort of routines because I, I haven't What's seen your setup? anyone. What do you have? Are you are you in? I'm a in a block, block of, of block of flats. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, we don't have, we don't have any commun. Well, we do have communal space, but it's just a place where people take their dogs to go to the toilet, and that's about it. Um, but we don't have. Yeah, there isn't really a, a community. I'd say. Balcony either. Sorry. Yeah. No balcony either. No. No, no, we I miss see each other on. We see each other on Thursdays at eight o'clock. 
Oh, you all wave out oh, the window. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was about oh, to yeah, ask, yeah. yeah. I'm the leader. They don't start till I'm out there with my tambourine. Quite weird. <laughs> I'm the newest one in the leader. street. You, you've got a tambourine. Malcolm's got a harmonica. <laughs> the band together. Oh, yeah. I'll have one on so week five, I wasn't going to talk about anything kind of virus or isolation related because I just thought maybe we'd want to talk about something else. But I'll give you a choice because Antonio brought up something quite interesting. Um, so I wanted to kind of have a, a conversation about uh, luck and whether we create our own luck or whether some people are just born lucky. And I think it's always an interesting topic because. Um, yeah, I think people have different views about that. But then Antonia mentioned something and I just wondered whether that is an alternative option. Um, I just wonder whether we're all as a society being a bit submissive to so just kind of accepting things and being and yes, we have to do what we're told, but maybe we're not asking enough questions. So I don't know. Uh, Perhaps we should vote on which topic. Any strong views either way? Let's do Antonia's because she brought it up. Okay, fine. And we'll, we'll talk about the luck thing another time. So, follow what I say. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll have a better. I, I don't know. Any other, any other kind of, does everyone agree with Gillian or does anyone really want to talk about? I don't the, mind. The, Happy with either. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be yeah. submissive and accept that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll go with Antonia. I prefer the topics to come from you guys. So we'll go with Antonia's topic. So Antonia, do you see what I mean, where I'm going with this? Because um, it's, I just picked up on something that you were saying that, you know, we need to kind of question a bit more and we're just kind of maybe just letting things happen around us and and kind of letting the politicians make um decisions which we have to do obviously but you know there doesn't seem to be there doesn't seem to have been any sort of questioning or rebellion or people kind of just saying actually this isn't the right decision there's like there's no contradiction there's no kind of um fight so i just wondered why and usually as as an especially British people, like we're very, we don't like to be told what to do. So I, I just wonder what people think about that. It's very difficult to mm. um, contradict and complain unless we have an alternative. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Mm. The, the, the media aren't looking for an alternative when they're interviewing whoever's talking on the podium at five o'clock, which is four o'clock today. They haven't, they, they're not looking for answers, they're just being the voice of their own media background or their um, administration. Whereas really the public are waiting for answers to come about why hasn't this happened, why are we accepting this? And nothing comes. And like Malcolm was saying before we started the show, the government has to produce this, let's be positive, everything's going to be fine. We know that maybe it's not going to be fine because that's the way the die rolls. So, um, for example, I, I, I find myself to be quite a rebellious person. But I, unless I have an alternative, I can't talk. Mm. Mm. It's not a trap, much. So is it that in kind of the mainstream media, we're not being offered any 
alternative viewpoints either is that is there kind of just one narrative going on i only i think uh, newsnet and channel four are good for arguing but nothing changes they they can be as aggressive as they like in their interviewing still nothing changes and mm. there was a time just after um johnson came out of hospital then the media swapped in uh, sorry the, yeah the news swapped into being full of statistics into being Let's, look, let's see how the common people are dealing with this. All upbeat stories came out. And I was thinking, what's happened? Are we, are we not going to have any facts anymore? Meanwhile, doctors were dying. Mm. I, think, I do think it's very difficult, you know, Gillian, um, even though I, I said earlier, um, which sounds like the opposite, but I think I was just talking about my instinct. I, I, I think from what I can gather, just listening to the radio and different channels and listening to the way people are being interviewed I, I i'm really always have been up for challenging people in all sorts of situations and certainly politicians i don't i don't particularly feel that there's a a lack of challenging politicians at the moment i think some of the time they're bullshitting absolutely but that seems to be being challenged by interviewers and reporters um i, 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 I must be fair i must i'm, I'm trying to not do what some interviewers do and that is over criticize someone actually they may not have the facts themselves they're making mistakes but hang on this pandemic in this country has only been happening for what five weeks and they've got to make major decisions so i'm sort of taking on board that they will occasionally try and hide a few facts and occasionally uh, give us a bit of bullshit I'm, I'm, I'm feeling I'm quite prepared just to give them a bit more time to figure out what's what, to get different reports, to get professionals, professional opinions. And while, whilst they're getting all that, yeah, they're going to seem like they're doing an inadequate job. But I am against preventing them from actually trying or over-criticizing when the chances are they're human like us and maybe at this moment in time they don't actually have the answers and of course people are dying uh, but they're still human beings and if they don't have the answers if scientists haven't really said this is definitely this and other countries haven't said look this is definitely going to happen um, and they're sort of paddling away trying to get answers uh, I'm I'm unusually prepared to be a, a little bit un more understanding perhaps than some people um, for another few weeks. Yeah. Antonia. You know, I, all what you've just said is admirable, but you see, it's about courts and everything. All people have died. From the beginning, okay. people of SO, he said there will be lots of people will lose lives. They know that. What is what my question is, you know, the things that uh, people can fall back on to, to not let these old people who are not even part of the coronavirus that is happening to people, they have taken that away. You know, before you used to have cottage hospitals where when people were discharged from hospital, they don't go straight home. They have about five weeks to recuperate. They've taken all that off. Now, when they leave hospital with 
minor things, they are infected with coronavirus, they take them back either to their home, if they are well enough to go, or to a care home, and then without not knowing this virus, they infect other people. And mm. we are not hearing about that until somebody came that lots of people are dying outside the hospital. They're not giving us statistics about the ones that are dying in the community and mm. through their own fault, through what they have done. That is, I am, I, you see, the dictum is you're supposed to get the, the anything, the story, and you, you look at it and you present it to the masses to make informed choices. Now, we are being dictated to. They push us to where they want us to go. Mm -hmm. they, they suppress news sometimes for their own benefit. That is not acceptable. That is not criticizing. It is a, it is a, a, a righteous thing to do as a society. If we want to keep our freedom, you know, there are things which they're doing, they know that people are, are going. It took them about so many weeks to build a, a hospital. How can they not know what they were doing to these old people and, and their family? Like Amali said, they cannot grieve. That is erroneous. That's my point. That's why I'm saying to you, I've gone back this week, instead of looking for answers everywhere, I want spiritually to know where, it, where is this thing going? Because there must be, there must be, there must be. It's, 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 it's so heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking to see what has happened. I know they are trying their best, but their best, it, 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 this is what they brought upon the masses because these courts had implications and we are seeing the result of it. Excellent. Does anyone want to? Yeah, Steph. Uh, I mean, it's personal opinion. I really don't think they're trying their best. Uh, there's been quite a lot of stories, first hand stories that I've heard that there's not one day that I don't cry, I think. Mm. Because you feel so powerless and you feel that they're really taking you on a ride. That's how I feel anyway. Mm. So I've started looking at pressure groups or people that are actually, I've never considered myself an actor. I don't think I'm going to change the world on my own, but I cannot sit here and actually continue to watch them just lying through their feet. You know, exactly, exactly. And mm -hmm. I really think that there is power to the people. And I really think that we've just come to think that we can't <coughs> change things because of the way capitalism works. And But I mm. still want to believe that we can change things. So if anyone knows of any action, mm -hmm. I do definitely, I do have that rebellious, rebe rebellious spirit in me. I just mm. don't know where to direct it to. <laughs> so it's, you know, I'm being angry on Facebook, which I never used to use as a platform to voice my opinions or... But again, you know, is that really doing anything? I don't know. So I'd rather do what they did yesterday. I don't know if you saw, they did that on the parliament, uh, this group called Led by Donkeys. And they projected, they filmed, I think, uh, nurses and, and NHS, uh, nurses and doctors, just telling the truth from what's happening on the front line, how they keep calling, what the heroes are going through. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they projected it onto the parliament last night. 
but is that in the news today? I'm not sure. I haven't looked you know, at the news, but mm. it's a bit strange what gets reported and, and also, yeah. Exactly. But I'm really angry. Also. <laughs> and sad at the same time. So it's a very strange yeah, combination of... Feelings. Yeah, feelings. But yeah. Yeah. There's just no... We don't really have clarity at the moment on, 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 the, on the chronology and, and, and the sequence of events. The one article I've read last week, which really helped me to, to try and find that clarity, was written uh, and published in Reuters, and it tried to talk about what exactly the government did and didn't know. Mm. And what the, the issue seems to be is that there was no consensus among the mm. science experts. Uh, obviously, we, we, we pay these people to make important decisions on our behalf. Exactly. Uh, but they can only really act on the information that they're provided. The gray area is whether the science the scientists put enough pressure or, or, or rather voice their opinions strongly enough to try and influence or impact the situation and trying to get the government to make the right decisions. That's been the key problem. But when I read data, uh, such as I read in an article whereby, even though it's a small data set at the end of January, I think they'd seen figures in Wuhan uh, to the effect that I think out of 99, 99, a data set of 99 people, I think it was a 70, 17% death rate, sorry, 17%, ICU rate, which is very, very high, 70% of people needed intensive care clinical care, mm. and 14% died. Those are alarming figures. I mean, SARS was 17%, uh, and mm. much wider uh, numbers, a larger sector, section of the population. But uh, I don't know, I would have been quite alarmed seeing those figures, and I, I personally, if I was running the country, would have asked bigger questions, more serious questions, and asked to scrutinize that data a, a lot more in a lot more detail. That's the big issue I have at the moment. But like I said, I don't know, we can't really, all we can do individually at the moment is impact the situation on a local level and do the best we can to help out with, by providing people who are the most vulnerable and, and needy with the things that they do need. Uh, and unfortunately, we won't be able to impact things at the top of, uh, top of the, when the corridors of power until it's time to vote these guys out. There will be a public inquiry, I'm pretty sure. But I don't know how much faith people have in public inquiries at the moment. It took Hillsborough how many years? You know, yeah. things like that. But for example, yeah, go ahead. And yeah. I don't. I don't usually speak much if you believe it or not. But um, I, the community effort is amazing, and it's amazing to be part of it. But I still think that they could be doing much more because there are people at the moment. There's forty thousand seamstresses, you know, seamstresses making scrubs in their homes and we're delivering them i'm just a driver for them but we're delivering them directly to the hospitals mm -hmm. and they're saying that the nhs was well stocked to start with it was never well stocked no ago, they started sewing these scrubs and delivering them already three weeks ago when they were pretending that they were well stocked and so it's just like i i completely understand and it's probably good not to go into the negative mindset of you know, too much anger and, and actually do positive change. But I also feel really bad for all these people that are actually dedicating their time and probably putting their lives at risk, at, you know, at the same time, they're like going out to deliver these things. And, and we are supposed to make the effort because they're not doing their job. Yeah. There's something that's really not sitting well. And it's great, you know, and it's like, let's clap for the NHS. And, but it just doesn't quite replace. Mm. Yeah, no, mm. But you're right, you know, we have to wait until, I guess, maybe, but I just hope it's not going to be too late. It just already feels like it's a bit too late. But They, they were behind the curve, basically. I mean, that's from, from I, I'm not an expert. I've read a lot, probably too much. <laughs> but from what I've read, yeah, clearly, uh, this, the British government was, was behind the, the, the curve. 
and they had the data in front of them. The, the case studies were there in Italy and China. They didn't see the signs, they didn't read the signs, okay. and people have lost their lives because of it. So is the general feeling that we're just powerless because there's just, even if you want to do something, you want to change something, there, like we can't go in the streets, we can't march, we can't rebel, so we're just kind of sitting ducks, just waiting to be told what to do. Is, is, that, is that what's going on? Turte was granted emergency powers uh, within 24 hours to incarcerate anyone that writes anything against the government and you can be fined a million pesos and I tell you what I sat there and I thought oh my goodness like that that is like really something else because it was around surveillance um authority and state power mm -hmm. and respect threw both his hands up in the air and said to us guys keep two meters away from me and it was so aggressive and so full-on and he didn't he didn't realize what he was doing or maybe he did but he's a local councillor and i recognized him and i thought Do you know what we don't know you from a bar of soap and you've just at that point in time completely allowed it to be that you can yell at any random person because that's actually okay and it's not um, do you know what I mean? And it's the first time in the whole month that anyone has confronted us in such an aggressive fashion. Everyone's been so almost, you, you're, you're bumbling and you're a bit awkward. You kind of do that two metre dance, like, oh God, do I go that way? Do you go this way? You know, everyone's been very friendly about it. Um, so that's the thing that's been worrying me. And um, in Australia, they're weeks away from launching an app. You may have heard about it, and it's a contact tracing app. And so what mm -hmm. it'll do is it will trace every person who's been in contact with a mobile phone owner who's tested positive for coronavirus. So there's this level of surveillance and data that's being used. And I believe a few of my friends in the UK, they're also part of it as well. I think 2.7 million people are on the app in the UK. I get the idea behind it, but it's still collection of data, isn't it? And it's still surveillance. So they're the things that are rolling around in my head, how much we're sort of, um, I guess, having to, I don't want to say succumb to it, but having to be underneath that power play. And also we've got a pub, as a few of you may know, and obviously that's been closed for the last month. And my husband had to go there to get paperwork and things like that because we've had to follow employees and all that kind of legal stuff stopped by the place on the road to wrap this whole business up according to HMRC and so again they felt that and what we're in the world we're in now is that is completely okay to just pull someone over and question them and interrogate them so that's that's really concerning me all those sort of moments I've highlighted are what's been concerning me the last two weeks yeah I think we've got um Pauline, who's just joined us, I'm sure she's going to want to say hello. Pauline, how are you doing? Um, um, Lucy, I can't, I, I can't see everybody. Where are they? I just, all I'm looking at my face. I don't want to see my face. I want to see people's face. <laughs> at least I manage. I'm so happy. Lucia, I managed to get in. Oh, my Lord. Thank you. Well, we're, we're all glad you're here. We're just in the middle of um, a right. conversation. So when, when you're ready, you can um, say, say your all opinion. Right. Okay. You let me come in, won't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, Thank um, you. 
Thank you. <laughs> Does anyone want to um, comment on what Leona was saying? I guess it's this, um, you know, often in a crisis, then we do, um, our, you know, our civil liberties are put at risk, I guess, because for the safety and security of all, we have to um, kind of maybe... Yeah, just just uh, give up some of those liberties. So I, I wonder that that is a worry, isn't it? Uh, do you know what? I have to interject now because I just feel like um, lovely Stephanie. I feel like I'm, and Antonio. I feel like I'm boiling actually listening to some of the stuff. Do you know what? I personally, um, I don't know. My son is only fourteen years old, but I just think I don't watch a lot of TV, and obviously. He watches bits of TV. And before this even lockdown happened, my son was talking to me about, are oh, they going to end up locking people down? And I kept on thinking, where is he getting this from? And then actually, the more I, I watched, started to watch the stuff, I thought, right, he's stopping. I'm stopping him watching the news. And I'm stopping him watch, watching a lot of TV. Because I thought, actually, the media is already narrating what they want the UK people to do because they are compliant. By nature, British people are very compliant. Australian and also Canadian and that's why they're starting to roll out surveillance stuff in those countries because those people are least likely to get up and rip and I thought to myself I've been watching the news turn about labs you can find the paper for it also you can find other, a lot of other stuff that's very alarming out there it actually just makes me think well one a bit about being angered but two angered that everyone is just willing to just accept all of this stuff because I'm not saying, I know people are dying. I've got people around me. They've lost about 10 people. And even my friend lost her mum just a few days ago. So I know people are dying. But what I'm saying is, like um, also Antonio was saying, I know people whose who's dad's had fall was put in a hospital in a COVID-19 ward. He never had that. <laughs> yes. So things like that, I'm thinking, what on earth is going on? And I know somebody who's lost her mum and her dad within three days. And I'm thinking... That's really bad. But I also know, on a positive note, four friends who were really seriously ill with COVID-19 who, who didn't go to hospital because then, like me, not trusting this process, stayed at home, was really unwell. One of my friends actually needs a new kidney at the moment. I don't know how she'd done it because when I was trying to talk to her, she was unconscious for days. But all four of them have pulled through. And I thought if they'd have been looked after by someone else... I don't actually trust that they would have been looked after, actually. And it's really concerning. And what I'm reading, because I research everything. I, I, I don't just like someone tells me something and I, and I listen to it. I actually go and I find the papers and I go into Parliament's documents. If you yes. look at some of the changes they've made, even to, the, you know, this coronavirus bill, which is yeah. new, which yeah. is now law. If you look at what they've done to our a lot of things has changed with our laws and also globally with the laws but um i did watch i must say a very interesting documentary called out of the shadows official that's on youtube so <coughs> anyone interested i think you should take a little look at it it's just over yeah. an hour <laughs> thanks but i'm not going to say anything else because i'm really heavily into this whole 
Well, that coronavirus bill's 330 pages. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't read every page, but you're right. When I scanned through some of it at the time it was going through the second reading, it's very, very concerning if yeah. you know, certain things get legislated, as you say, it's been passed through. It, it's a yeah. worry for our civil liberties for sure because then it's extremely difficult to then appeal or reverse these decisions, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and some of them are in place for about two and a half years. Yeah. Even the even, um, I must say, even just for education with the children off of school, because my son also has got special needs. And I'm like, oh. actually, they've lifted that the local authorities really even have to properly educate or be yes. responsible for my child. Yes. Even though yeah. we've got legal documents. So a lot of that's yeah. been lifted for two and a half years. So I've got even no, no recourse to courts with some of the stuff. If right. they, I'm not relying on them educating him, by the way, actually, because I was thinking about pulling him out of education. So I'm glad this has come now. But I'm just thinking, but the schools and everywhere are still tied up with thousands of pounds of money for like the child with special needs. And I'm still struggling because I've got to find equipment for him. Yeah, just not a good thing, actually. Don't want to be negative. But on a, oh, yeah, on a positive note, there really? are actually weekly global meditations taking place every Sunday at 9pm. <laughs> I personally think there will be rioting in the streets. And I the news about Italians yeah. rioting was squashed. Yeah. It came out very slightly and then it came out again and then nothing else was talked about. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just wary of time. So I think what we'll do is um, just have a kind of, because this always takes a lot longer than um, we think it does, that kind of round up and final thoughts from everyone. And, you know, you just say, it, you link it to the topic or just whatever's been going through your mind as we've been speaking. So I'm just going to go to some people that we haven't heard for a while. So Donald, we haven't heard from you for a while. What, what? What have you kind of been thinking while we've been talking? I've been thinking about hubris, irresponsibility, and mendacity. Uh, okay. I've been thinking about, because I get most of my information off of Twitter, which tends to be leading me either to some reports or to Guardian opinion pages. Uh, and thinking about, you know, who do we trust? What sources do we trust? I, I, I would... I would trust what I read in the Guardian, um, and there's just a whole string of um, of actions that either didn't happen or have happened, which are uh, you know, condemnable or worrying. And I'm thinking too about how how active can you be in a socially distant universe, and how does that um, how does that play out? And and that's why Stephanie doing the volunteering. I I I'm, I applaud you for doing that. I I, I feel uh, responsible toward my partner that I I need to take care of me in order to be able to take care of him. And since he's a vulnerable person, I can't do those volunteering things, or I choose not to do them. But um, but I think it's useful and important to get information out in whatever way, even if it's to you know. I don't know, and I mean not only cultural information, but but political, uh, health, etc. Information to people that I know, and you know, retweeting for what that's worth, and writing things on Facebook. I mean, just I don't I don't think any of that is necessarily wasted. 
uh, I'll tie my, my last thing would be I just feel um, I, I tend to want to live with gratitude for to uh, regarding what I have. I feel lucky to be alive. So mm. I'll tie that into the luck thing. I'm just I'm I'm very lucky for what I've got. Any of the anger or um, or uh, unease or frustration, you know, I'll just fold that into the gratitude, and you know, suck it up and eat it, and just keep on processing and not be stagnant. <laughs> and and that 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 might be I don't know is that a kind of oblique activism? Is disseminating information activism? I don't know, but. I don't know. That's a rhetorical question, but yeah, that's that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling uh, stirred up and and grateful. Okay, thank you, um, Jamie. We haven't heard from you for a bit. What what has been going through your mind? Uh, interesting conversation, um, and I guess I, I guess sort of politically. Well, but actually, socially, it's interesting. Stephanie is a sort of French person living in the UK. I mean, our two societies could barely be sort of more divergent, I think. You know, you've got a history of revolution and, um, you know, uh, and, and blood on the streets of, uh, of the capital. And um, I'm sure the sort of like having to stifle a, a French soul must be incredibly hard. And at the same time, we have this weird sort of attachment to being stoic in the UK. There's a sort of celebration of stoicism. And uh, I, I think maybe that you know the Blitz spirit. I didn't live through the war. Um, uh, I don't. I, I don't know if the Blitz spirit is a real British thing. Um, I mean, there, I've heard people talk about you know when when the Second World War happened that there were people who would you know run on the stores and 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 take all the food and it wasn't as harmonious as people might imagine. And there's a slightly romanticised ideal, I think, of uh, of how Brits deal with crises and everyone sort of like. Is, is, is calling upon this, this great stoicism in the country. Um, and uh, and maybe, maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing, but I don't feel, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure it works in, in these situations. You know, the approach that the government took was, okay, everyone relax, it's okay, we're gonna, we're gonna accept, you know, there'll be herd immunity and we won't need to impose any strict regulations because we're a very liberal country. And now that's come to bite them in the arse and people, you know, the, the death rate, is staggeringly high, far higher than I, than I, you know, anyone would have hoped or expected. And then, then my mind sort of heads towards, well, in that situation, what are the opposition doing? Labour have a new leader, Keir Starmer, who I, who I like, uh, and I think, uh, you know, has gravitas and, uh, and sort of holds sway, has sort of, he's called out for the government to start telling us what the exit strategy is, and nothing has happened. And I think it's just because we just don't know. As Amar said, you know, there's a sense of, you know, the, the different information that people are trying to collate and make a decision upon is, is like punching smoke at times. I, I think, you know, there's lots of different opinions. Whether the information is correct, um, you know, has to be questioned as well. And I think it, it, it leaves us in this sort of weird um, mush of, you know, are we coming, going, what are we doing? I know the government don't want to start talking about, you know, uh, relaxing the lockdown because people immediately switch off and people won't be staying in their homes anymore and then what happens um so it, it's a uh, i i just think i i actually don't know what's happening in france and i'd be really interested to see what the reaction is to um you know to the french government's decision making and how the people are reacting over there but 
Um, uh, I think going back to what Amar said as well, I think there will be a reckoning. I think Gillian said there might be rioting on the streets. Um, it, it will be a really interesting outcome uh, once we do uh, emerge from, from Corona. So we're slowly boiling and then when we can get out of the pot, we'll just be like... <laughs> Yeah, quite possibly. possibly. And that yeah. British stoicism, you know, you know, it's, you know, you look at, um, you know, pro you know, protesting on the streets has, has risen, you know, a lot in, in my lifetime. And I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm in my 40s. And you get the sense that there is that sense of people power that has risen up in recent times. And I think, uh, you know, Corona has sort of put a, put a stop on that. And you're right, it probably will explode once we once we finish. Malcolm. Any Thoughts. Um, lot, uh, a lot of things to be thought about. Um, mm. but I, I, don't, I don't really want to end this um, uh, thinking of um, what's been spoken about, to be honest, um, uh, only because of, of personal reasons. I've only just got rid of my anger. I don't actually want to get it back again because I won't okay. be able to um, continue the way I'm living at the moment. However, um, I understand completely what people have been saying. And much of it I agree with 100%. And there are odd bits I don't. Or I feel differently anyway. I'm, I'm still prepared to give um, the, the arseholes in power a few more weeks before my anger comes back fully. So I'd like to really just end on three very quick observations in the last week, that, uh, sort of street observations, really. And that was the... Um, I, I got a message from... Uh, the first one is stupid. It's a stupid and depressing and a happy observation. And uh, the, the stupid one is that my barber, who I get a free haircut from, has been getting lots of phone calls to book appointments for a haircut. <laughs> that, that's the most stupid. And I mean, maybe that's just something about the English. I don't know. Um, the most. <laughs> The most depressing thing that I've heard um, at a not a at a, at a, at a um, social and family level and social and street level is that um, domestic violence has gone up by twenty five percent. I find that incredibly de depressing, and that maybe yeah. also says something about the English. And the the, the, the most joyous. And almost emotional thing that's happened, uh, observation, was the last time I went for a walk, which was about five days ago. And I went to the park and saw a mother with her little girl, belly to belly, lying down on the grass. And with the child on her belly, and then both of them rolling over and rolling over and rolling over belly to belly and they were laughing their heads off and I joined in as well I thought it was hilarious and wonderful and lovely and loving and said something about hopefully for the future and I left on a good note and at this moment I sort of want to stay there for a few weeks longer thanks Malcolm okay um, Amar um, any final uh, thoughts uh, I, I, I have a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts going through my mind at the moment. It's very hard to, to navigate through as I'm sure it is for a lot of people, but 
I, I guess what you can do is just take care of yourself in the best way you can and, and those around you. I'm going to keep picking up the phone. I'm going to keep cooking. I'm going to keep running. I'm going to keep listening to music. And I'm not going to believe everything I read. And I'm going to question power as much as I can because that seems to be um, one of the main things that I'm preoccupied by now having just had a chat with everybody here. Mm. And yeah. You know, I think we will make it through, but things are going to change and I'd like to be part of the, the change somehow. Great. Thank you. Hyacinth. Um, I'd actually just like to follow on really from Omar, just really saying I think we just need to make sure that we're looking after our mental health um, personally. Um, yeah, just do whatever you need to to stay well. And I do believe once all of this is over that we're going to actually, it's going to be a much better place. I just think there's going to be a lot of things coming to light, um, a lot of arrests going on with government people and other people. But I just think we're going to be in a much better place. So I think really for people just to not actually stop, but still think about planning some kind of future or what they want to have for their legacy. Because I think a lot of people are in limbo at the moment. And I think actually thinking and planning things to before, look forward to. And also, um, yeah, just boosting your immune system regardless. Because regardless of this virus, there's viruses every year um, that just put us sometimes in hospital. A few years ago, I was in hospital with pneumonia myself. And I'm just thinking, just boost your immune system anyway. Um, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, just try and keep positive. And the weekly... Global meditations are happening. <laughs> yeah, and that's not even just me. They're, they're happening across the globe. I've done one and there was over a million of us meditating at that time as well. Sorry, Jamie, you wanted to ask Hyson. I, did, I, I, I might have misheard you. Did you say that there will be um, a lot of arrests with government people? Yeah, I think there will really? be. Yeah. But it's a lot of the, that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of the alternative things I've been reading, actually. It's very... Yeah, very interesting and enlightening, actually. Yeah, there are sealed affidavits already processing, and there have already been some. So I want to find out exactly what happens. Nightingale Hospital will be turned into a prison. Gillian, do you want to finish on something else? <laughs> yes, I'd like to end on something else, and that would be Antonia for Prime Minister. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Antonio, do you want to um, comment? Well, I think uh, I'll go to Don, uh, Donald talking about, is it Donald, that about creativity, how he, he vents his uh, whatever he's feeling through thinking art-wise or something like that. But I want to raise the question again. I'm sorry to, to be bringing this up. I think social recognition is going to be something very, very important. We've seen people that we look down on as society doing the most job that nobody else wants to do. And they've kept this thing going, like our dustbin men, like our, you know, uh, cleaners in hospitals and I think we should re-examine the position we give and the values we give to all these all these people if not because of them what will the doctors can do their job nurses can do their job if the place is not clean is is something I you know I don't want to go into it 
but I, I have positive, positivity in my bone that it will be okay. I just want to believe that. And you look after yourself, I look after myself, and we will come out on top at the end of this. You know, it's, it's really been, I was thinking with depredation that should I say anything about what I was feeling? But I'm glad I said it because I feel much better. Mm -hmm. I've had different views and it's make it to be more balanced in my, in my mind that whatever happens, that resilience that we have got as human beings, we see us through. And that's, that is what I'm banking on and that is what I'm praying for. And thank you for all the contributions. Thank you very much. And for Prime Minister, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't deal <laughs> politics because too much, too much lies. Johnson said, the king is dead, Johnson is dead. Think of the sausage rolls. Um, <laughs> Pauline, um, Come and come and talk to us. Come and talk to us. Tell us how you how you've been doing. Let, let me tell you something, everybody. You see, life is good, you know. Life is precious. Life is sweet. Once you have your soul and once you have your once you have your health, and the more we move on. And the more we, we strung up and we speak positive in each of us lives, right? We will continue living. Because we've got to remember all what's happening now, it was planned about 10 years ago, right? And a lot of people were aware of it, what's going to like myself. So when you're aware of something, you'll get more stronger, more wiser, and you gain a lot more knowledge out of it. Right? So now, what we're going to do, when it's finished, we're going to have a, we, we, we're supposed to have a big party. And we will eat and drink as much as we want. As long as I've got Donald and I've got Malcolm with me, I'm good. Thanks, so I want to love every one of you. I can't see nobody, you know. I'm just seeing <laughs> I mean, you, Matt. We, we can see you. We can see you. We can see you can in your red, you. your red T-shirt. Yeah. You look good. You look good. You look good. You look good. Malcolm, Malcolm, yeah. where are you? Here. He's hiding. We're all here. We can all see you. I'm here. I'm here. How do I gain it? And let me tell you something. Yeah. Wednesday, I went out all the way just um just behind Chingford. Is it Chingford? Chingford, outside Chingford. We sit in the resident garden, have a nice meal, we um lot of teas, we have a lot of water, we all talk about good things and positive things, and there we and there we go. If you believe, believe in yourself. And believe that things will get better with the fire. Amen. We will be fine because if I'm because if I'm coughing, if I'm whatever, and if I put myself into any hospital, 
nobody knows what they're prepared to, to put in your in your mouth or to put in your bottom. So we're gonna be aware and be careful. We're gonna be careful because if they put something in your bottom or in your mouth, yeah. nobody knows, and they all don't tell you that person has corona, which is all right and it's not true, right? All right, yeah. thanks. All thanks, right, Paulie. Thank, thank you. Quite right, Paulie. <laughs> um, Leona, do you want to, uh, have you got, I mean, it's a hard act to follow. Yeah, I won't, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good finale. Um, and Steph, I realise, um, is there anything you want to finish on? Steph, is there anything you uh, want to finish with? Yeah, maybe not leaving you all with just the anger that I vented. Um, good. I think the main thing is I really feel that we are all connected and this is before the virus even happened. I really feel that the connections that we have with each other, it could be your neighbor, or, is what will see us through. And my cheesy thing that I always say to my friends and is that love does save the day. And I really mm-hmm. do stick together and whether it's getting angry later on or, mm-hmm. or just helping each other during these times, even if you help one person at a time or like Donald, you help your partner and that's more than enough. And the gratitude every day. Mm-hmm. There are so yes, many yes. Kinds of cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love them all, but yeah. <laughs> gratitude, gratitude for, yeah. Yes, I tell yes. my every day, despite being angry. <laughs> so. yeah. I love to you, can, you can have both emotions at the same time. That's okay. Yeah. And do, please, please, please don't lose that because it is so true. You know, you, you're showing your emotion, which is, which is part of life. I, I just mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the, what the French are noted for. You, you speak, you know, with, with, from your heart. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's good. But yeah, it's amazing good. to see you all. It's, I feel really lucky. Thanks for good. Doing this, it's no. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you all for much. joining on. Uh, I hope we see you next week, and we'll check in again next week. Look okay. after yourselves. Bye bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a wonderful bye-bye. week. Okay. Bye-bye. 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 bye bye. Bye bye. Bye